Ministries, where our highest priority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey through Isaiah 9-6, exploring the precious names of Jesus. Each name listed in Isaiah 9-6 denotes a key role Jesus longs to play in your life. Listen as each name comes alive, changing our hearts and impacting our lives. Hello and welcome to this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. And you know, each of us have a given name. We have a name that... We use in our legal papers, we have a name that people uh, call us, we have a name that we understand to be denoted who we are. We, some of us also have nicknames, names that people who are closer to us or have certain relationships us, with us might call us. For instance, my name is Kimberly Francine Miller, that's my given name, that's the name that I sign my legal papers with. That's the name that my Social Security and my taxes are all filed under. But my family calls me Kimmy and my close friends. Then there are those that are my acquaintances and perhaps that I know slightly but not very well. They're going to call me Kimberly. And I know immediately when someone says, Hello, Kimberly, that it's someone that's not close in my life because that's not a name I go by. But that's about all you can tell about me from my name. But Jesus in Isaiah chapter 9, 6 is given several names by the prophet Isaiah as he begins to speak to us about the names of Jesus. Each of these names give us an understanding of the role that Jesus has come to play in our lives. And each of the names that Jesus has is a name that we as his children need to claim, need to embrace, and need to allow to expand fully in our own lives. The Isaiah 9-6 verse says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Now, it's an amazing thing to know that we are a child of the Most High God. It's an incredible blessing to know that as his child, we can call upon him using each of those names, and we can fully expect to him to embody all that that means. And so as we walk a little further through this verse, I want you to begin to think about your own life. Begin to think about how you live your life. Begin to think about where you go for your advice. Where do you go to expand your mind and imagination? 
Where do you go to get your instructions, your directions for how you're going to live? And where is it that you gain your most peace? What is it that gives you peace? All of these things should come to an answer that says, Jesus. But in reality, all of us live a life that oftentimes does not embody him as those significant roles in our lives. We have moved him aside, and we have put someone or something in that role. It's my prayer that when we finish our time together, looking at Isaiah 9-6, that all of us will come to the conclusion that we need to make sure that it is Jesus that fills these roles in our lives. And we will see without a doubt that no one or no thing could possibly compare to how well he would fill those in our lives. Let's pray. Our kind and most gracious to Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you for who you are. Lord, I want to thank you for whose I am. I want to thank you that you're come that I might have life and have it more abundantly. I want to thank you that you came as a babe in a manger and you have lived and you have died on this earth, Lord, to buy my salvation. I want to thank you that I know that you know everything that I'm feeling, that you understand all of my emotions, you understand all of my situations, and that you are Lord of lords and King of kings and more than capable of navigating me through this world. I am grateful that you have put the Holy Spirit within me to lead God direct and to teach me and that he is greater than all the world could throw at me. Lord, I thank you that today and always I know that you are my God, my friend, my provider, and my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we look at Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, the first thing that jumps out to us is that his name shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful is is something that is positive, is something that is great. It's awe-inspiring. It invokes in us a feeling of awe and majesty. It's almost magical in our minds as we begin to look at something and we call it wonderful. And I've often thought as I look at this verse that that seemed to be kind of odd, that he's called all of these things, and yet he's called a descriptor like wonderful. But then when I begin to think about who Jesus is in my life, when I begin to understand the role that Jesus plays in my life, when I begin to look at him as as my friend, as my savior, as my counselor, as my God, as my instructor, as my navigator, as my provider, when I look at all of those things, I see that he truly is wonderful. The part that Jesus plays in my life I hope is a major part, but it's going to be the part I'll allow him to. But every impact that God has in my life through his son, Jesus, is wonderful. It builds me up. Even in the times that he's reproving me because I have stepped out of the way of the center of his will, it is still a wonderful experience because it allows me to know that he loves me so much that he wants the very best for me, and the very best for me is going to be found in the center of his will. 
Jesus truly is wonderful. He went about doing good. He healed people. He provides for people. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's a constant companion. He hears us. He listens to us. And he provides the answers we need. Every encounter we have with Jesus is simply wonderful. The second name that the prophet Isaiah gives him in this verse is counselor. All of us from time to time need some good counseling. We need good advice to tell us where to go and what to do. And he has done a wonderful job of that from Genesis to Revelations as he unfolds his will for our lives, as he begins to allow us to see his character, as we are allowed to get to know him, and we are allowed to understand his ways and and the way that he interacts with his people. He shows us great illustrations of how he takes care of us as he shows us that he is the great shepherd and he gives his life for his sheep in John chapter 10 and verse 11. This counselor role that Jesus puts on is a role that we know that he has our best interest at heart. And so he counsels us in the way that we should go. He counsels us in the way that we should behave. He counsels our hearts so that we have an understanding of how we should live and how we should interact and how we should move. He gives advice that is always correct. It's always right. And it's always perfectly fit for the situation in which we are invoking him for his advice. He tells us how we should live our lives from Genesis to Revelations. And when we bow our hearts in prayer, he will fill our hearts and our minds with the truth. See, one thing you want from a counselor for sure is the truth. And Jesus is the truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus, as a counselor, is going to give you perfect Sound advice that is customized perfectly for you, that is completely relevant to the situation, that is tried and true, and will always result when you follow his counsel in a way that gives you the greatest blessings. Because he said that he came to give us life and that we might have it more abundantly. Jesus loves me, this I know, and his words I fully can trust. We see as we go further in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 that he says that the government shall be upon his shoulder. He opens with that. And so I I don't want to skip over that. I want to go back and get that for you because what that means is if you're concerned about how this world's going to end, if you're concerned about the world being in chaos, if you feel that the world is out of control, I want you to know that God is still on the throne. God is still in control. The devil is the prince of the power of the air, and he is turning hearts, and he's turning minds, and people 
people are moving away from God and they are choosing to serve him. And there are things that seem to be in chaos. But I promise you that God has not abdicated his throne. He is still king of kings and he is still Lord of lords. And as we navigate through this world where we can only see in one dimension, I want you to know that Jesus sees the future, the past, and the present all at once. Time has no meaning to him because he transcends it. So when he is giving you instructions, when he is directing you, when he is hearing and answering your prayers, it is for the here and now to make you the best for the future. Jesus loves me, this I know. As we pass through Counselor, we see that he is the mighty God. He was the fourth man in the fire, and he delivered the Hebrew children. He shut the door of the ark, and he delivered Abraham. I mean, he delivered Noah and his people that were safe in the ark. He was the one who provided the lamb for Abraham when he needed a sacrifice. God is the one who provided Jesus the son to die for our sins, to pay a sin debt we couldn't pay, that only Jesus was qualified to pay. It was God who gave that to us in the ransom of his only begotten son. And it was the power of God and Jesus himself that raised him from the dead that third day. He has power over hell, death, and the grave. Jesus is the most powerful person that has walked the face of the earth. Jesus is fully man and he's fully God. And Jesus is the mighty God. He can turn water into wine. He can make the wind stay and hush. He can control the powers of the ocean and the water. He spoke the world into existence. He has life in his hands and all things under his feet. He spoke the stars into existence. He spoke you and me into life. He created all things and all things were created by him. There has never been anything before him. There'll never be anything after him. There is nothing that equal him. He is the great I am. He is the wonderful God. He is our counselor and he is the mighty God. He speaks. And even the winds and the waves obey his voice. The days on this earth that you and I have are numbered and they are held in his hands. When the sun comes up, it's at the bidding of Almighty God. There is nothing more powerful. There's no foe in hell. There's no person on earth. There's no being in the heavens. There's nothing you can conjure up and nothing that you can provide that will ever be a match for Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father. He is a mighty God, and he will reign in all of his glory when he comes back the next time. He came to earth the first time as a babe, but I promise you, when he comes to earth the next time, 
He will not be as a helpless babe. He will come as King of kings and Lord of lords. But each of us should be grateful that he came as a little babe because it makes him available to all of us. It allows us to understand that he understands all there is to know about living in this world because he was vulnerable and he had to be taken care of as a full man at the same time he was fully God. But he came accessible to all. He came in a position where everyone could relate to him and everyone needs him. Romans 3.23 tells us that. But he's the mighty God who is accessible. He's so big that he holds the, the planets in their space. So small that he lives within inside of us. He's in the big things like oceans and worlds and in the little things like veins and arteries. Jesus is a one-size-fits-all answer to all your problems. Jesus is the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. As I said before, there's been nothing before him. There'll be nothing after him. He is and forever will be. He is the greatest gift you will ever receive. And it's a gift because it's for by grace are you saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. You and I have the opportunity to claim Jesus as Savior because he has given himself as the gift for the payment of our sins. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God through him. He come and he dwelled among us. And all he asks is that we believe. This baby born that Isaiah 9, 6 is talking about, his role for you that is so incredibly important that you accept is that of Savior. He says finally in verse 9, 6 that he is the Prince of Peace. I come into contact with many people every day. I hear their troubles. I hear their woes. Some are saved. Some are not. I see the chaos of the world just like you. I can turn on the TV and hear the chaos of the news. There is sadness all around me, but yet there is joy unspeakable and full of glory because Jesus lives within me. There's a peace that passes all understanding and a joy unspeakable and full of glory that can come only through the Prince of Peace. Perfect love casts out all fear, and Jesus is love, and it's perfect love. When you come to that realization that Jesus is your Savior and that you need him because without him you are nothing, and without him, you cannot receive eternal salvation. When you realize that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, and you call upon the mighty name of Jesus, you will be saved. That's scripture. The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We're told that but God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us in Romans 5, 8. In Romans 6.23, he says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord.
He further tells us in Romans 3.23 that we're all in need of a Savior, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But he tells us in John 3.16 that for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He is the Prince of Peace. He gives you peace in the dissonance of trying to reconcile your sins against an almighty God. Because when Jesus shed his blood on the cross of Calvary, you were on his mind. And when you receive him as Savior, it's that shed blood of Jesus that reconciles the greatest need for peace that you have. That peace that passes all understanding. That peace with God. You're no longer enmity with him, but you now are enmity with the world. But that's okay. Because the Lord will guide you. He's your counselor, remember? He's wonderful and he will fill you with wonderful joy. He's the everlasting father, so you don't have to worry about your salvation expiring or your relationship expiring or this thing that you've received disintegrating for he holds you and the bible says in john chapter 10 and verse 28 that no man shall pluck you out of his hands jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so and in isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6 as I look through his names that Isaiah is wanting us to understand, how he's wonderful, he's the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. I have embraced him in all of those roles. But in order to have the opportunity to embrace him in all of those roles, I had to accept him as savior. It is my prayer that as you listen to this podcast, that you realize that you may be given many gifts in your lifetime. You may open many presents, but nothing will ever be as important or great as unwrapping the gift of his love and receiving his gift of salvation. Remember that you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you all for joining us today in this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We pray that it has been a blessing to you, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our website or our Facebook page. You can find us at watwm.org and at facebook.com slash watwm, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your personal walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you would like to partner with Women at the Well Ministries, please visit our website at watwm.org. We would like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. Greatly appreciate your prayers. Know that we pray for our listeners. Remember that God loves you and you are loved. Everybody is wearing
Happy girl.